Welcome back to Unlocking the Code. It's obviously been a fair while since you've heard from me. I sort of checked out voluntarily at first for a couple of reasons, and then involuntarily. Basically, for those that aren't aware, I was scapegoated earlier this year in the job that I was doing. And that hurt my soul. There's no other real way to put it. I know that a percentage of my audience is some students that I've taught over the years. And I stand by how I've taught and what I've taught. However, time and again, I've been shown that regardless of how good a job you do, you are only a number. However, in the case in point that I'm talking about now, I was used. I was used to hide a failure. A failure that was quite clear to pretty much everybody and everybody knew it. However, in order to for certain people to save their ass, they had to use a scapegoat and that scapegoat was me. It's not a unrealistic thing to say that it took away my passion for teaching. To the point where I don't think I'll ever teach the way I was teaching before again. Am I a teacher still? Yes. However, can I subject myself to the government-run, dog-eat-dog, profit-driven business that is uh, tertiary training? Again, I'm not sure I can do that to myself, mainly for my own peace of mind, yeah? And I'd really been struggling to deal with that. I sensed it coming, and I had an alternate plan in the works, so I haven't actually uh, lost work. I My income has been greatly reduced. However, I have, I've still been working, which is a good thing. And it all sort of came to a head. My lovely wife took the girls away a few weeks ago for a couple of nights and it was a good time for me to find some space and relax and let go. And I did that and basically fell very, very ill. One of the guys I've had on the podcast before and he's actually got an episode waiting in the bag, Brendan Murphy, talks about the fact that the flu or, you know, how we get the flu and stuff like that is actually more an immunological response to stress. And I actually saw an example of that because I was really ill. I was really sick, guys. I can't even tell you. I was coughing and sweating and, like, name any nasty flu symptoms. That's what was happening to me. And my girls didn't get sick at all. Right, It was a purely stress-based response from me because I hadn't dealt with some things. One of those being what happened to me at my former employer earlier this year. It actually it really hurt my soul. Like I can't tell you how much it affected me. And I really thought I'd found a home now and I was looking forward to continuing on the work there. No is ever perfect. However... 
the lengths that some people will go to to protect their own skin is quite fascinating. However, it was there was that, and there was me trying to understand what my teaching would be and how I would teach into the future and whether or not it was my fault. There's been a big lesson on the journey to self uh, the last few weeks. It always is a continuous journey. We, we know that. Yeah, It's a continuous journey of self. It's a continuous understanding and involvement. Um, however, I've been prone to martyrdom, prone to being a martyr. You know, and when, and when these things happen, and they've happened to me in the past, it's always been my fault. It's never been anyone else's fault. I take all the responsibility and the blame upon myself because I am the abject failure. I had to realize in this instance that I wasn't and that I did the best I could with the things that I had and I was just used as a scapegoat. As I said, the, the level and how people save themselves is quite staggering. Is actually a very, very good example of modern society in that. However, what it did, it allowed me to move forward and it allowed me to see and understand different sides of self that I hadn't quite seen before. I always had to decide something. I had to decide what side of history I was going to fall on. Not that I was fence-sitting or not that I was not pretty clear in some of the things that I've said here on the podcast. However, I am a man of purpose. And when I lost that job, I lost my purpose. Even though I understand that we shouldn't tie our purpose up in our job, but that's the these are the stereotypes that we've come to understand, yeah? And I had to reason with that and understand that that's not who I am. It's what I do, but it's not who I am. And I had to stop. I had to stop the continual cycle of martyrdom, or you might call it victimization, or self-victimization, self-sabotage. That some of these patterns were ingraining in me. And look, this has happened to me a few times over the last few. And you know, it, it just seems to be all of a sudden. Uh, you know, the last few times when I've lost lost work, it's definitely not been my fault. However. I would look obviously there's always things that I've contributed to and I take the lessons and I try to apply those in the next position. However, realistically, it it wasn't me. However, I took that upon myself that it was, and I had to stop that. And I had to decide which side of history I'm going to be on. Because I can't you know, I think there's that uh for those that don't know, Triffin is a Greek name, I have Wog in me. And there's that line in 300. We only require you to kneel. Well, see, that's going to be a fucking problem. Okay? Because I can't. Within my soul, within who my being, I can't. And, you know, one of the other things that happened recently is that we lost our first person associated with the podcast. Yeah, one of our awesome coders uh, lost his partner of many years. And it's amazing how fragile life is. Yeah. And 
that affected me as well. Not as much as it affected him, obviously. However, it reinforced that life is short. You know, and this is a guy that has been a supporter of mine from the start. All right, you may notice that this unsupervised I've actually videotaped. I'm actually adopting and trying to adopt a new way and trying to adopt a new understanding and trying to move forward in a way that I can reinvent and readjust my fortitude and my will and my discipline. Because I have decided what side of history I'm on and I'm not really going to hide in the shadows anymore. I don't necessarily... There's a big part of me, I'm an introverted extrovert, there's a big part of me that doesn't actually want to do this. And it kind of freaks me out the level that it's grown to. And actually letting it go for a couple of weeks was an interesting exercise. I let social media go, I let the podcast go. And it was interesting we talk about martyrdom and and victim mentality. My thought process went all the way, I'm not going to give it up, that's it, I'm done, rah, rah, rah. That, of course, is not true. I'll never give this up. This is what I do. However, that was an interesting thought pattern as well. You know, as listeners would know, or, you know, any new listeners, welcome. I'm not shy about the fact that I've been a long-term sufferer of depression. Uh, And like a lot of things, you learn to deal with that. Um, But it's always there. You know, the... The, the black dog and the black hole at times was always hovering on the edge of your peripheral vision at times. And actually, do you know one of the things that really made me not give in to my depression this time is, and I'm not sure if this was real or not, I'll be honest with you guys, I was chased by a black dog on my bike on the track, come out of the bush, come out of nowhere and literally ran after me. And I had to outrun it. And I was in top gear trying to outrun it. It was after me. Yeah, to me, that was as real as it gets. Did that really happen? I'm not sure. However, I think prior to that happening, I was on the brink of giving in to that side of myself. And I made a conscious decision that day not to do that. And since that day, I was really trying to move forward, but I was putting immense stress on myself um, for a few different reasons and then when I tried to let go I got very sick and it's literally only the last 48 hours that I've come good um, when we, you know, we we're suffering so much stress at the moment and we're suffering so much pressure and you know I was I, I do a couple of jobs these days and I was I was out in the out in the bush with one of my jobs and you know I'm, I'm afforded the luxury just I'm walking around by myself and cleaning stuff up and I um, was listening to the JRE and he quickly went through Zuby Music's The 20 Things I've Learned About Humanity and when I heard that I'm like oh my god I need to do an unsupervised and, that. and I haven't done an unsupervised in a while yeah so I thought I'd sit down and unpack it because the side of history I'm on 
these things and these questions and these things that Zuby has learned, and it's brilliant. Like I, I, I bow down to his comprehension level with some of this stuff he's talking about. However, it needs to be expanded upon. And I've got some other thoughts that sort of tie into all these things, but the the uh, the, the statements and the and the observations that he makes are so important that I want to chat about each one of them. Number one. Most people would rather be in the majority than be right. Yeah, I think so. Um, I think my perspective on that is that at some point in the last little while we've given a voice to the minority, the squeaky wheel gets the grease, I suppose. And therefore, because the squeaky wheel gets the grease, and that is seen as the, the chosen narrative, then everyone falls into line regardless of whether it's right or not. Probably one of the things that comes to my mind uh, was that I learned the other day there was a, a spa in LA where a, a transgender person uh, that had not removed his, that had identified as a woman, so it was a man, uh, had not removed his balls or penis, and you know, you're, only, you're only half committed there, I think. Uh, look, be the best gender fluid unicorn you can be, but I, I'd go the whole hog if that's what you're going to do. Uh, I was walking around a change room in front of small children with all the business hanging out a mother complained that her small daughter did not need to see that and I totally agree with that and it turns out she was shouted down and now that spa allows that right that is fucking ridiculous okay there's no other way to paint that and I tell you what if I'm out with my girls and look, they're getting old enough to take themselves into public toilets and I stand out outside, all right, because I respect as a man that I should not be in the female's toilets. But I tell you what, if a transgender woman wanders in after my daughters because they identify as a woman, I'm going to identify as the fucking tooth fairy, okay? And we're going to see how that ends. Those people, and they've, and they've had all this support online like are you are you like are you serious i can't even i can't even with that yeah because what is right at the moment especially okay let me backtrack for a second the reason i want to have this and do this unsupervised is we are living in prophetic times we are end of story okay people don't want to talk about that they don't want to admit that that is what is happening and I don't understand why. Is it fear? I think it's fear. I think it's uh, wanting so badly to get back to normal that we don't want to acknowledge it. But understand this. Our grandchildren's children will research what we did last year, this year, and in the years to come. Or what we didn't do. Probably more to the point, yeah? As opposed to what we did do. We need to make a decision. We need to see clearly and understand what is going on. Okay? And I'll get more into that as we go along. But that's the reasons. When I heard Zuby's 20 things, I'm like, I can adapt that into trying to discuss this. All right? Most people would rather be in the majority than be right. For example, here in Queensland right now, okay, we're still wearing masks. It has literally been days on days since a locally acquired case of the whatever it is happened. 
yet we still wear masks. People are wearing masks walking around outside. There were 70,000 deaths of the flu in 2019. Influenza, proper influenza. Okay, it was, it was said that it was plus 70,000. Five people a day were dying. More than that, at times across the country in 2019. Like, remember, that was the year before the year before, and nothing was said. No footy game stop, no music festivals, nothing. Nothing. Okay? We had a respiratory virus go through our local township, and I spoke about that earlier this year. That literally went up and down the East Coast and had tens of thousands, and that virus kills children. Never made the news. Okay? Any of these are like, like the thing is right now with the, the current situation, you don't have to leap, launch into conspiracy theory. You just have to do five minutes research to start questioning what is going on. And because the TV, okay, I think I, I posted a meme, it's like, you know, you wouldn't need a TV and, and propaganda to tell you there was something going on. But psychological operations need that, yeah? For example, there was a... Uh, there was a poll taken where they asked a couple of thousand Australians how many people had died due to the current events. And the the highest number was uh, a thousand this year, sorry. How many people had died due to the current events this year? The highest number that someone said was a thousand. So a lot of people said about four or five hundred. It averaged out to about 225. Do you know how many people have died in Australia this year due to the current events? Drum roll. Zero. Zero. None. Bungle, as I used to say up north. None. So what is going on? Okay, what is going on? But because it is for your safety, okay, which, look, behind, see these books here? A lot of those are history books. I'd love to just read a history book. There's books over here. A lot of those are history books. Now, I've had some new books added to the collection, thanks to a fellow coder, which I haven't read. However, most of those ones I have. I'm a history buff. Obviously, I'm in... Why do you think? What led me to the megaliths, yeah? Every single majority of the downfalls of, of any society, the starting message was, it's for your safety. It's not for your safety. It is for a level of control that we're only beginning to understand. But because the narratives even the majority want to be right, there we go. Most people would rather be in the majority than be right. Let's keep moving. Number two, at least twenty percent of the population has a strong authoritarian <clears throat> at least twenty percent of the population has strong authoritarian tendencies which will emerge under the right conditions. Yes, I've seen that. It's actually terrifying. It's going to make me light a cigarette. How quickly and easily people have started to walk lockstep down the street, enforcing ridiculous things that don't actually make a lot of sense, has been unbelievably disappointing and saddening to me. I think I said on one of the other episodes earlier, I'm not angry anymore, I'm just disappointed. 
I honestly thought more. And look, this whole... You know, there's a, there's a meme. As you guys know, I'm a meme collector. I've got one in my phone. I think it's 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 mutating into a totalitarian dictatorship. It is. They're literally telling us when we can't work, when we can work, what we can read, what we can accept. They're censoring our messaging between ourselves on social media platforms, etc., etc., etc. In fact, I'll be surprised if this one lasts on YouTube. Okay, I will be surprised. I'll try and be careful and keep the key words out of it, but I'll be surprised. Read a history book any time they restrict what we know and restrict our movements and restrict who we are and all those sorts of things never ends good. It always, always ends badly. But it is amazing. It's the space daddy thing or the God thing. You know, we don't have religion anymore. So someone steps up and goes, Oh, we better do this because for your safety, and then everyone to enforce it. Like we've got a local town cry here that is a lazy piece of shit, to be perfectly honest. Have his all over Facebook. I wish we had uh, more compliance with the uh, mask down at Fernvale. We can do better. We have not had a single case within 25 k's of where I live. Ever. Ever. In the whole time. Okay. But yes, it's fucking sad that uh, you know 20% of the population has strong authoritarian tendencies and will emerge under the right conditions. Yeah, I think so. And it's terrifying. You know, that's the reason there's always two sides, yeah? One side's always willing to walk lockstep. Hail Hydra. Fear of death is only rivaled by the fear of social disapproval. The latter fear could be stronger. Yeah, I think so. Uh, Again, something that's been surprising to me. But we live in such a... Keep up with the Joneses uh, world. I suppose the thing is, I, I exited that world a long time ago and, and rode my own boat. So, and I've never really been a part of it. I couldn't, I could care less. I do my thing and you do your thing. If it be cool to me, I'll be cool to you. If you're not cool, fine. Fuck off. I don't care. You know, however, it does seem that way. You know, like, um, you know, you go into the inner city suburbs of, of Brisbane and people are literally walking in the sunlight with their masks on. Um, with no one within 100 metres of them. And they're only doing that to be socially acceptable. You know, I think sort of goes a little bit back to the transgender thing. Now, I've met men that were women, and I've met women that were men. I've got no problems with that. I grew up in a gay and lesbian social world, okay? Right, I attended Mardi Gras and AIDS marches and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, the whole lot my whole life. I had two gay guys, you know, uh, teach me how to be Raymond the Wizard of the Wand was a gay hairdresser in a play I did in high school, okay? So I'm not against any of that. However, it's become a fad. And with none of these things, we can't talk about mental illness. Well, we should fucking talk about mental illness. You want to talk about death numbers? The numbers have come through. This is men. Men between the ages of 18 and 55, 300,000 men in Australia killed themselves last year. Let that sink in. 300,000. Do we hear about that? No, we don't. Why? That is an epidemic 
problem. Okay, then that's not all suicides. Who knows what the real number is? Remembering there's only about 28 million people in Australia. So 300,000 is a fair percent of the population. Unbelievable that you have to dig to find that information. Let's have a look. <clears throat> Number four. Propaganda is just as effective in the modern day as it was 100 years ago. Access to limitless information has not made the average person any wiser. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Uh, propaganda, the, the way that it works and the, how it, how it, it uh, feeds into our, our, our psyche is, is stunning. I think one of, the only, one of the other things that we have out here is in, in, in my little family, we've got, we don't have public TV. Okay, the, we sit in a valley, so, you know, and Foxtel's too bloody expensive and not really worth it, so we don't actually have the public news channels, okay? And I, you know, go around and see my parents and they watch the news religiously as they have done since time memorial, and the negative stories, like, it's like nine or ten, there was actually, there was two news things that I actually had to walk away from, there was not a single positive story in the news. Not a single one. If it bleeds, it leads. If it feeds the fear and control, then that is what you want. That is what we're doing. That is what we're taking into our minds. We used to watch the Today Show for some reason back in when one of my daughters was um, little and, and you know, we used to have it on in the morning. And for whatever reason, I sat down there one day and it was seven negative news stories before we heard something positive at six o'clock in the morning. That feeds into our psyche. The propaganda is working. And I'm outside of that. I don't, as I said, we don't have um, public TV in my house. You know, we've got Netflix and a couple of the other ones. And we don't listen to it. We don't see it. Right? We're not being fed by it. But obviously people are. You should not need the TV to tell you that something's happening. You should be able to see it with your own eyes. What I see with my own eyes is the propaganda working. I think the other side of this too as well, access to limited information has not made the average person any wiser. One of the things that has happened with the situation that I've gone through is I've had a, uh, I had a great reduction in, in income. Okay, that's just, you know, I was, that's what happened uh, over this period. So me and my wife were forced to sit down and have a look at what it costs to run our household. I was staggered by the number. So was she. We were stuck because we live a pretty humble existence, yeah. Yeah, we 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 don't spend we don't spend a lot of money on on frivolous things. We don't, um, you know, eat takeout all the time. Like we don't, um, we're not big spenders. You know, we 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 got our house at a reasonable price. Our mortgage is very very low. Um, we look for the best deals and everything. You never pay full price for anything. But despite that, the cost that it took to run our household staggered me. And what I immediately thought, because I knew what our financial situation was, we don't have credit cards or any of that sort of stuff. We don't have any of that. And I thought, hang on a minute. What are these people that with million-dollar mortgages and multiple credit cards and brand-new cars and the whole keeping up the Joneses thing? They don't have time. They expect 
that the the media will give them the truth and then they believe that because it's the propaganda and they tell you the right words and they feed the fear and they feed the control and it was yeah, staggering you know obviously we're, we're trying to make changes however there wasn't a lot of changes to be made that was the other interesting thing too like the baseline didn't really change if you wanted to have insurance and pay your mortgage and house insurance and whatever else you wanted to have all those basic things in play the number that it was was still staggering i couldn't quite believe it it's no bloody wonder everyone's going mad and people are killing themselves yeah if that's the pressure you have on yourself the whole time so i think that is also why the average person is not any wiser because they are strictly and eternally in survival mode they that's what they do every day okay and look, life is in modern existence is not easy, yeah? You've got two small children, you're up at six. Your day's not done till nine, you know? Yes, you can discipline yourself and, and make time here and there. But if you, you know, your family are working, you know, two jobs, three jobs, all right, what time do you have to actually be critical, be a critical observer? You just take in what you've got. And a surprising number of people still listen to the radio as well. I don't listen to the radio. I haven't done for years when I found podcasting. However, again, that's just a, a, a reinitiation of all that propaganda. And if you hear it over and over and over and over and over again, it's going to become your narrative. Anything and everything, this is number five, anything and everything can and will be politicized by the media, government, and those who trust them. Sort of a follow-on from the propaganda, isn't it? Like, I like to think that survey, how many people is the current situation killed in the last year? 500, 300, zero. The only reason that the, the fear and the numbers have been jammed up, well, that, the thing, that's the thing, the numbers haven't been jammed up. You can find the numbers, but people, oh, no, no, that's not right. Oh, I don't know what they say. I, I find it unbelievable, yeah? But this is a political game, Right. Here's a perfect example. The state of emergency ended here in Queensland on the 29th of June. We went into lockdown 6pm that night so they could extend the state of emergency. And they're currently trying to drum up the fear so they can extend their state of emergency powers until the end of next year. The end of next year. Why? This has been a political game. Don't get me started on the uh, the needles and the other treatments that are available and have been suppressed. It's it's, it's politics and money, okay? Greed and manipulation. This is the world we've created. We've allowed this to happen under our noses. I think because they distract us with, give them uh, bread and games, and they'll you know they won't look at what you're doing. Like that's butchered, but that's an old Roman thing. And um, that's what they do. They give us endless distraction and just keep doing what they're doing. You know, you talk about politics. We are here in Australia. We've been sold out. And our country has been sold out from underneath us by our politicians. Our, like, how do you even begin to contemplate that? It's It's scary. Many politicians and large corporations will gladly sacrifice human lives if it is conducive to their political and financial aspirations. Right. 
the current situation, zero deaths. The current solution that everybody's been pushing for the situation has over 300 deaths associated with it. So 300%, okay, was that 3,000%, whatever it is, on, you know, if one is 100, it's not even, that's, anyway, it is 300 times at this present moment more likely to kill you than what is actually going on because of, and it's all about money and, and moving forward a solution that is not good, okay? I don't care which way you swing it. It's not a good idea, all right? Like, again, political and financial aspirations. We have been sold out in this country. And an, uh, and look, a, a politician, uh, Jackie Lambie, stood up in our parliament to complain about basically China and the fact that they're buying everything and, you know, slowly taking over Southeast Asia and Australasia which they are, without a shadow of a doubt. And you know how many people? You know, the parliament sits like 400 people. Do you know how many people were in that room to listen to that speech? Like three or four. So what that tells me is every single other one of those politicians has Chinese money or, or corrupt money to do with everything else in their pockets. They are not for the people. And they haven't been for a long time and we need to wake up to that. And that's not just here. That's a global issue. Where are we? <clears throat> that was number six. Number seven. Most people, the government believe. Most people believe the government acts in the best interest of the people, even many who are vocal critics of the government. It's an interesting one. I lost a a follower the other day. Uh, quite a, you know, he's liked my stuff for a very long time. Basically, I went to the shops in a hoodie, a buff, and a hat. And I made a social media post about it. It was one of the last ones I did before I got crook. And he goes, oh, what did he say to me? Oh, I didn't know you are an anti-masker. Nice knowing you. I'm not an anti-masker. I am uh, anything below N95 mask does not work person. And I saw one today. Someone who put Diamantes on the front of their mask. I mean, they're, they're fashionizing their, their face diapers, yeah? I'm not anti-anything apart from anti-fear and control. Remember that it's zeros across the board here. Right, they're doing ten to fifteen thousand tests a day and not getting a single positive outcome. So what the fuck? I'm anti fear and control. When people are in that much of a state of control that they they walk around outside in the sunlight, which actually kills the current situation quickly. And like I, I you know, that one speaks for itself, yeah. But it's also interesting, He, because I replied to him and he said, um, oh, the, the government stuffs us over in so many ways, but not in it to do with our health. Why would you think that? We have pretty much unequivocal proof across the board, doesn't matter who you are, where you are, that every single institution, major institution, is so full of shit that it, it, it's ridiculous, okay? That's been proven. Every institution... So why do you think that the government would, has got our health in its best interest as well? That's a ridiculous thing to think. And you know what I see too? All these health ministers across the world, 
they're not bloody healthy. Are you serious? Right, I would like my health minister to be fit and jacked and looked after. But again, modern medical science is focused on illness, not wellness, yeah? Because the reality is behind the current situation, if you took your vitamins, went in the sunlight and looked after yourselves and ate better, nothing would happen. But we don't want to focus on that, do we? Because that doesn't make money and doesn't spread the fear and control. Number eight, once they've made up their mind, most people would rather commit to being wrong than admit they were wrong. Yeah. Well, that's why I was scapegoated. Right? They knew that they'd messed up, but they were that committed to not revealing that they'd messed up that they used me as a way to get out of that. And that's happening in all levels of society. That's happening in all levels of government, in 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 business, in everything. What happened to integrity? What happened to respect? What happened to that? What what happened to those basic human things? What happened? Staggers me. You know, I feel like um, the only reason, you know, the whole nice guys finish last thing and I have actually, you know, in my depression and martyrdom, you know, well, I'm, you know, I'm a nice guy, I always finish last, but fuck we've built a society where being nice to people is an aberration on a vast level something is desperately wrong and the current situation is breeding that wrongness wake up Number nine, humans can be trained and conditioned quickly and relatively easily to significantly alter their behaviours for better or worse. I don't understand. That, that he's totally right, and it's very, very disturbing. And I don't understand um, what the mechanism is there. Again, I think it's a survival instinct. People have got an insane number to work towards every week just to survive. Not to thrive, survive. And because they do that, they will alter their behavior to try and make sure that their situation doesn't change. Right? It's that old adage, so, you know, hard men make easy times. Easy times make soft men. Soft men make hard times. We're in a transition to the hard times. Make no doubt about that. Be ready or not. Here it comes. And again, just the, the the willingness for people to walk lockstep has really twisted my mind a lot. And I was not prepared for that. I, I had greater faith in humanity. And while more and more people are waking up every day, uh, we're still outnumbered at this point. Need to spread the word. When, number 10, when sufficiently frightened, most people will not only accept authoritarianism but demand it. Isn't that unbelievable? What are you doing for our safety? Did you catch a cold last year? Did you catch the flu in 2019 for my Australian listeners? It was probably worse than if you got what's going on now. Okay? That's the reality behind it, right? The average age of death 
still exceeds the average age of life expectancy. The numbers are ridiculous. You do not have to be a conspiracy theorist to just look at the numbers objectively and go, hang on, hang on, what, what the fuck? Seriously. And look, I know most of my listeners probably agree with the things that I'm saying, but I'm doing this one because I think it needs to be passed around. So I do ask my listeners to pass this one around because we need to have an honest discussion and people need to wake up and realize we are in the middle of prophetic times. What we are doing or not doing will affect our children and our children's children. And the train's almost left the station. Number 11. People who are dismissed as conspiracy theorists are often well-researched and simply ahead of the mainstream narrative. I've actually seen that time and time again. I will see a lot with the megalithic research as well. Look, Conspiracy theorists, there's an interesting, I'm trying to remember the podcast, but there was an interesting podcast I listened to, it was quite a while ago now, uh, that was talking about conspiracy theorists came up, it was in the 50s or 60s at some point, um, and it came up over something that was supposed to be true. You know, to pretend that there haven't been false flag events that have caused major things across the globe, the Vietnam War being one, okay, uh, that was a false flag. It never happened. That the, the ship that got bombed never got bombed. It never happened. Yet tens of thousands of Western allies and hundreds of thousands of, of Vietnamese died. Like, I don't even... Yeah. My research suggests across the board that so many things are made of beds of sand that I don't even think them of as conspiracies anymore. I think them as of, of thinly veiled lies and I'm at the point now where I don't trust anything and I don't believe in anything and I think that's actually a good way to be because that means you're open to the, the truth of whatever it is, yeah? But just take five minutes and research it. All right, if, you, if you're having a visceral negative reaction to some of the things that I'm saying, that's cool. Turn it off. However, take some time and research it. Number 12. Most people value safety and security more than freedom and liberty, even if said safety is merely an illusion. Well done, brother. Well done, Zuby. Man, that is awesome. Because he's, he's totally right. Like, most people value safety and security more than freedom and liberty, even if said safety is merely an illusion. This whole thing is for your safety at the moment is an illusion is a constant extension of control, okay? If this thing was more vicious and took care of more of the percentage of the population, I wouldn't be feeling like this. But the numbers don't add up. They haven't from the start, right? It's for your safety, okay? That was Adolf Hitler's catch cry, just for the record. And every authoritarian dictator... We need to do this, it's for your safety. Okay? Every major advanced ancient advanced civilization that fell over, they started to do things that were for the safety of the people. Right? So it looks like those words are like a, a soothing back rub or something. I don't know. Freedom and liberty is all we have. Like the beginnings of what's happening now, no shit. Our grandfather's Fathers went to war over this stuff, yeah? 
millions of people died in defense of freedom and liberty. And within a hundred years, we're beginning to give it back. Hedonic, uh, number 13. Hedonic, it's been a while since I've been on the mic. Number 13. Hedonic adaptation occurs in both directions once inertia sets in. It is difficult to get people back to normal. Once you've decided to be on the extreme end of something, then it's hard to bring yourself back from that. And I think I would get very ranty with a lot of the stuff. I think I was I was being extreme, and part of my process of late has been to come back to an objective perspective and center myself and understand where I sit personally, regardless of anybody else or anything else. Okay? But, there is no normal anymore, by the way. Whatever normal existed prior to January last year no longer exists. Deal with it. Your constant obedience and quest to get back to normal, and it may not be my listeners, but the people you see around you, their constant quest and their unlong, un, un, what's it, un, un, unfiltering or un, unflappable obedience to the narrative is what's going to be our undoing. Uh, 14. A significant percentage of the people thoroughly enjoy being subjugated. Isn't that interesting? It seems to be true, though. I don't. You know, like I said earlier, we only require a near. Well, that's going to be a fucking problem. Have a, it's the space daddy thing again, I think. People want to be ruled, I suppose. I don't, I, don't, I don't know what that is because I'm not someone who can be subjugated easily. But it does seem that a significant percentage of people thoroughly enjoy being subjugated. Fifteen. The science has evolved into a secular pseudo-religion for millions of people in the West. The religion has little to do with science itself. So true. So true. The willingness to inject ourselves with poison, untested poison that needs to have governments with emergency powers in order to administer it, because if they don't, it goes against the health and human rights code. That's the reality. Okay, That's honestly what is going on. Why? I, I don't understand. Yeah, you know, we did a, a podcast again with Brendan Murphy actually about science and spirituality. And he's got an excellent book on that as well. However, it has become a religion. Like the white coat and the stethoscope and all that sort of stuff, that is actually them playing on your mental, playing mental games with you, yeah? I think I've said this before, but. You know, if you had a headache and I said to you that if you go and find a willow bark tree, strip some bark off it, boil it, and uh, you know, drink the drink the tea that comes out of it, it's going to taste terrible. But your headache's going to go away. You'd call me crazy. But I was to give you a little white tablet that you really don't know what's in, what is in it. Neither do I. I'm not pretending that I do, but we don't. We don't know what's in it. This is a little white tablet that says Panadol. Good for headaches. 
you take it on flatly because science and medicine have told you so. And look, it works, but the other truth about that is they're not actually sure why it works, they just know that it does. Okay, there's so many medications like that, they're literally just testing you. And I've been part of that test bed. When I was sick with my uh, jungle virus back in 2013, they were just throwing drugs at me. They had no idea what was wrong with me. They had no idea how to treat it. I was literally a test bed. And what's interesting, what kept me and my brain power and everything alive was alternative medicine by my beautiful wife. It's a reality. I've read studies on people who had an ongoing temperature and fever for the amount of time that I had it, and they end up with uh, moderate to severe brain damage depending on the individual. The only difference between me and them is my wife came into the hospital and slipped me vitamins and bush flower essences and alternative medications. That's the only difference. You know, and science itself does a disservice to itself because, you know, I think, um, you know, I think maybe the megalithic culture was a uh, a joining of science and spirituality, and that's probably why it ended. I'm not sure, but science is fascinating. And look, I was I've been a student of science, and I love science. I don't. I, the, the the discoveries that have been made through science are immense and amazing. I'm not saying they're not the same as medicine. But they're very single-minded. Space daddy again, you know. You know, the doctor said, oh, well, that's okay. The doctor said, yeah. There's no other options, the doctor said. Yeah. I know about half a dozen people over the years that have gone to the doctor. The doctor told them they were fine. And they dropped dead inside a week. Turns out they weren't fine. But everyone was okay because the doctor said they were. And the question at all of those times was why? Why did this happen? The doctor said we were okay. You seen a healthy doctor recently? The person you provide has to provide your medicine. Do they look healthy to you? Didn't think so. Shouldn't that be a question? You know? The un. un- <laughs> You know, we talk about science and, and uh, you know, the other tides of research. I'm in here at the podcast and these people would die on these ideas that are just wrong and they will not question anything else and that's a problem. And again, it has little to do with science itself. It goes back to the authoritarian, it goes back to being subjugated and it goes back to the space daddy thing. We need someone to tell us that everything's going to be okay. Guess what? Life is not okay. Life is challenge. Okay. We need to remember that. All right. Number 16. Interesting one. Most people care about looking like they are doing the right thing rather than actually doing the right thing. You guys know what integrity means? Integrity means doing the right thing regardless of whether someone is watching or not. Right, doing the right thing regardless. How many of us do that, or we just do what we think will get us the social status? Again, this isn't something I really suffer because I couldn't give a fuck. Okay, I do what I do, and I'm not really fussed. You do what you'll do. You be cool to me, I'll be cool to you. But for seems for a vast majority of the population, this is this is true. Hence the reason. 
wearing a, I saw someone in the middle of the park by themselves wearing a mask. This park's like 100 metres by 200 metres. Like that is just, you, you, seen, you want to be seen to be doing the right thing. But the very fact you're standing in the park in the sun means you're negating whatever's happening anyway. Maybe if we brought love, respect and integrity back on all levels. What a crazy idea, yeah? What a crazy idea. Number 17. Politics, the media, science and the healthcare industries are all corrupt to varying degrees. Scientists and doctors can be bought as easily as politicians. Depending on who they are, probably more easily. Like, like I said earlier, every single level and every single major institution has been found to be corrupt and greedy and manipulative bar none. Why would we pretend that scientists and doctors aren't the same? Let's not forget that Jeffrey Epstein, who killed himself, just who didn't kill himself, should I say, was courting many, many scientists and doctors across the world, taking him to his island and doing whatever happened on that island. That is what was happening. And remembering too that what's her name, Gislaine or Gislaine or whatever it was, has had her, she went to court, but whatever she said in that courtroom has been taken away from the people because it'd be too shocking. So that means the level of corruption and greed and just who knows what is unbelievable. That is our leaders. That is our leaders. But they're not leaders, are they? I couldn't let I wouldn't let them lead me out of a wet paper bag. I don't actually remember the last time I saw look, I'm not gonna say that. Um what's her name? Uh the female senator from Hawaii. I can't remember her name now. Uh, uh, Tulsi Gabbard, um, Dan Crenshaw, um, these are obviously American guys, but they do show leadership qualities. And it's interesting they both call out this same corruption and greed that we choose to ignore because we think they, it's for our safety. Ridiculous. 18. If you make people comfortable enough, they will not revolt. You can keep millions docile as you strip their rights by giving them money, food and entertainment. Yeah, well, the Romans did that one, didn't they? Um, you know, keep them bread and entertainment and they'll, uh, they'll let you do whatever. We've created a survival mode in comfort. I've been thinking a bit about this. So we talk about, you know, we're in survival mode or we have this the amount of entertainment, you know, Netflix, Stan, Disney Plus, whatever, Amazon, etc. That is just to keep us distracted. And look, don't get me wrong. Do me and the missus sit there and watch Netflix? Absolutely we do. Do you know, we, we did a, yeah, it's quite fascinating. My girls have gone through Jurassic Park phase and uh, we've actually watched all the movies and I was surprised that they wanted to watch them because they're not exactly not scary, but they but what do I do? We do that. We do the entertainment, right? You know, 
think about the amount of sugar, and this is coming from someone with a sugar problem, coming from someone who's put a little bit of weight on recently and has to refocus and readjust, and it's all been part of the process through not eating properly and you know not choosing the right things. I'm well aware of that, and uh, I, I participate in these things as we all do to some degree. However, it doesn't mean they're not there. And we've been kept docile for so long. And then on the flip side of that, with everything is so expensive that if we don't stay the course, then, you know, our way of life, our comfort will be taken. So we bow down and follow the fear and control because, again, it's for our safety. Where are we up to? Um... 19. Modern people are overly complacent and lack vigilance when it comes to defending their own freedoms from government overreach. Absolutely. But I think I think it goes back to, again, you know, the, the cost of existing in this modern world and, and, and how much it, uh, time it takes to raise children and, and, and then the distractions on top of that, you know, the, um, the, the screens that we have in front of each other the whole time, in front of ourselves the whole time. Um, you know, all of those things come into play and but we don't defend ourselves anymore. I'm not entirely sure why. Like, I wasn't really, and look, and it's my fault. I mean, I, I cry from the rooftops now that, you know, we've been sold out, but I wasn't paying attention during that time. I think, you know, most of us have been so disillusioned by politics the world over, and we just choose not to, to do anything about it because it never used to affect our day-to-day. Now it does. And when we give uh, governments and politicians get control, they do not want to give it back. And or they they they'll give they'll they'll take a hundred percent. And when it comes back, oh well, you you can have you can have fifty percent back, but we we need the other fifty percent just just in case, you know. I'm too sure if people remember, um, you know, prior to the the current situation. Um, the massive fires that were here in Australia. There's still people right now in the Blue Mountains of New South Wales living in tents with their burnt homes around them. Do you know how much TV coverage that gets in any of the news? It gets nothing. None. Zero. Right? And then a lot of the money that people gave to the charities to help those people rebuild their lives, you know what happened to that? Oh, we better hang on to it just because of the current situation. Uh... You know, and then the Salvo's boss got a million dollar pay rise or something like that. Um, it's disgusting. However, we allow it to happen. This is part of the issue, right? And this has been part of my problem trying to rack my head around is that we have allowed this to happen. Therefore, at to, to some degree, it's our fault. Okay? We've decided not to stand when we should stand. And it's, it's like, um, I'll give them an inch, they take a mile. Okay? I oh, will just take this little bit. Oh, no one noticed. I oh, will just take a bit more. We'll just take a bit more. We'll just take a bit more. You know, there's there's a there's a classic stat where I think it's something ridiculous, like twenty five trillion dollars has been given to Africa since the first Live Aid back in the day. What's changed there? Not a lot. And the reason for that is that the money just oh to take a little bit here, take a little bit there. And they just keep taking a little bit of time, right? I think I use the boiling frog analogy. You know, there's that science experiment where you put a frog in a 
in a cold saucepan of water and you slowly turn up the temperature and it doesn't realise it's being boiled alive until it's too late. The temperature is being ramped up. Look around. The other thing is too is that we outnumber the government by millions if we chose to. Just for the record. And we need to contemplate that at some point in the near future that may be necessary in order for our defence, our freedoms and liberties. And whatever normal was no longer exists. End of story, full stop. Okay? We are now on a different path. Number 20. It's easier to fool a person than convince them they have been fooled. It's a bit sad, this one, but it's true. People don't want to admit that they're wrong or they've been taken for a ride. So what they do is they do everything within their power to not admit that. And look, I'll admit that in the time time and past that that's been me. No one wants to admit that, that you made a mistake. Or that you saw something, didn't see something you should have seen. And be that what happens then, the problem is that when they, they have been fooled and they don't want to admit it, they double down. And they double down again. And, yeah, and on and on it goes. That was the 20, right? There's an extra two here. Oh, we need to stop calling it common sense because it's rare. Yeah, Zuby, I agree, man. Been saying that one for years. Bonus thoughts from Zuby. 21. Most people are fairly compassionate and have good intentions. As a result, most people deeply struggle to understand that people, including our leaders, and that's in inverted commas, can have malicious or perverse intentions. Okay. See, most people are fairly compassionate and have good intentions. This is good. As a result, most people deeply struggle to understand them. Understand that some people, including our leaders, can have malicious and perverse intentions. This is bad. I would agree with that. One-on-one. Look, I'm approaching 5,000 students, yeah? Um, Couple that three, four, five hundred people across Australasia that I either managed or work with uh, throughout my other career. And... By and large, people are compassionate and good people, one-on-one. The problem is the crowd mentality. And, you know, the reason that our leaders, and they don't, they're not leaders, just the record, um, they're not. They are narcissistic, sociopathic psychopaths. And, however, what we've done in our greed, greed, bleed, dog-eat-dog, profit-driven world, those type of personalities succeed. And because we see success as a measure, you know, success in this world is, you know, the biggest pile of gold, not that it's actually gold anymore, it's imaginary numbers, um, that's how they end up being in charge because they're willing to do things that the good people aren't willing to do. I think, and, it, and look, it does, you know, like I said, I got numbers made a scapegoat, it hurt my soul, I thought, oh my, I, I really was unexpected, 
I never thought for a second that it would happen. And it really, really hurt me. Because I am a good person. I am a compassionate person. And I think you need to do that and be that as a teacher. However, people that are in power in these businesses are smaller versions of that personality type. And that's the personality type that wins the game that we've currently got in play. We've got to change the game. Look, that is Zuby's thoughts, and I really, kudos to him. I have to find him on Instagram and give him a follow because, wow, and I and I really, it did help me, those 20 points did help me articulate my thoughts around the current process. I have been having issues sleeping, and I'm working on that. I've actually got a new supplement regime and a new bit of focus and purpose that I'm going to start probably tomorrow or the next day once I finally get fully better. However, at four o'clock this morning, I had to get up and use the facilities and uh, check my phone, and I don't know why I do that. We all do it, though, I suppose, to a percentage. Uh, check the news, and China has threatened total nuclear war on Japan if they assist in the liberation or the defence of Taiwan. Think about that for a second. Okay, first strike, total nuclear war if Japan does anything to assist the defence of Taiwan. The situation that we are currently in is very problematic and fragile. However, if we're not careful, and it may already be too late, I don't know, if we do not bring ourselves back and give ourselves better understanding and really fight for our liberties and freedoms and stand up, not as East or West, not as a religion, not as any, how about as humans, yeah? Because most of us are cool and most of us just want to lead a good life and that, that was one of my conundrums, yeah? I just wanted to live my life, yeah? Raise my girls, do a cool podcast, teach and, you know, ride my mountain bike, yeah? I'm a fairly simple guy. Uh, I keep looking to the left there because, you know, for those that sit on the video, I've got a little bloody mouse that lives in this shed. And, yeah, he keeps poking his head out. Or she, I'm not too sure. Just checking to see it's not a snake, actually. Because for my international listeners, I have had a brown snake slither under the door. <laughs> it's quite a while ago now, but it does happen. Um, if we do not, focus on being human we are going to be in big big trouble if we do not see the current situation for what it is and that is fear and control we're going to be in trouble okay i've actually got a meme that um i might share with you all before I, before i sign off uh where are we So fear strikes. 
2000, Y2K is going to destroy everything. For those that don't understand, that was a big, big thing in 2000. Like, seriously was. 2001, obviously September 11 happened that, but also anthrax is going to kill us all. 2002, West Nile virus is going to kill us all. 2003, SARS is going to kill us all. 2005, bird flu is going to kill us all. 2006, E. coli is going to kill us all. 2008, finals collapse is going to kill us all. 2009, swine flu. 2012, the Mayan calendar. 2013, North Korea is going to cause World War Three. 2014, Ebola virus. 15, ISIS. 16, Zika. And then 2020, you know what happened then. Okay. The truth is fear is going to kill you. Turn off the TV and wash your hands. Yeah. Do not disagree with that. Listen, I uh, appreciate your time. I appreciate your patience. Uh, I had to step away for a minute to clarify my thoughts and see a way forward. Hope I am back. I've got a couple of cool episodes in the bag with uh, Richard and Brendan, and I've got some really cool interviews uh, lined up. I've got an author coming on uh, tomorrow night. Um, Got another guy out of Peru. Uh, There's some very cool conversations coming up. Uh, We're going to probably delve back into the self stuff a little bit. Martin's been doing some interesting work. I've got a couple of contacts there that I want to talk to. So, listen, I appreciate everybody, and we will stay the course. And much love to all my coders, and stay safe, be focused, be cool, and we'll talk soon. Cheers. Oh, no music this time. Uh, I will still stick with the music, however, not for this one. Uh, This one is is what it is so i might play you out with the intro that i played you in with thanks guys cheers